0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a shot of Business Central and a Beer podcast. Today's episode is a group chat that Ken and Michael did with Bridget Cornia and Aaron Back from Dynamics Communities, talking everything from the benefits of the user group for Business Central users to the return of the in-person community user group summit. We hope you enjoy. Just kind of jump right into things right now. Ken and I are privileged to be joined by Bridget Cornea, I hope I'm saying that right, and Aaron Beck from Dynamic Community. So, hello and welcome, everyone. How is everybody?
1: doing good. (laughs) Doing good. And Michael, you were close. About as, like, I butchered your last name last time we chatted, too, so (laughs) it's it's payback. Uh, Corny, actually. And my uh, husband likes to remind me, it's like, you're Canadian and you're saying corny, eh?
2: <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah.
0: Way <laughs> to remember it. Oh, on yeah. That's yeah. 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 eh. great. That's great. So, ah, uh, we are lucky enough that uh, the you know people from Dak communities chose which beer we're going to be drinking today. And yeah. Turns yeah. Turns out to be. You want to let them know, Ken?
2: Well, yeah. It's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting choice. Uh, we're drinking Angry Orchard hard cider, uh, the yeah. crisp apple variety. Uh, and I'm excited because this is our, would you say our 26th episode yeah. and we have yet to drink a hard cider. It's true. We wow. I'm a hard cider virgin. So even outside of the podcast, I've not had, I've not, I mean, years ago, I've had cider at like an Irish bar um, okay. at places, which I'm guessing this is going to be pretty, pretty similar. Um, but, I, but I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Wow. Yeah. Crack her open. I'm curious what you (laughs) think there, Ken. Yeah, let's crack them open,
2: huh? And Bridget, you you helped pick this. Uh, Why? Why did you, uh... (laughs) Bridget? Why? Why uh, you helped pick this? Uh, Give us your thoughts. Why? Why did you pick this?
1: Well, so um, I, I, uh, I'm gluten free, and so I have to be kind of selective with some of my options. So I don't do a lot of beer. And I felt really bad because you guys are, your whole thing's about beer. And I'm like saying, don't, I don't want beer this time, guys. Can do something <laughs> else. But uh, yeah, I, uh, wine and, and cider, it's kind of my go tos. Yeah, so,
2: no, yeah. It's, a, it's good. It tastes like apple cider. Yeah,
1: yeah it does. It's, yeah. Shocking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me yeah. of a pumpkin patch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. so it's suddenly fall. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: So and well, I, 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 I actually, it
2: refers to it on the can. It says naturally gr- gluten-free. Yes.
1: They go five- branding. it's yeah, branding—it's yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah. I watched a uh, little uh,
3: show about them uh, a while back. They have—I I think their orchard is like over a hundred years old, uh, and their caretaker takes care of a lot, all the the trees, the apple trees, and everything there. So, I think they're from New York. Ooh. Uh, based yeah surprisingly all right uh, probably in the more of the uh obviously not near the uh uh big cities if you will but <laughs> yeah, up, up but uh, it'll center yeah, I've always wanted to go up and visit and do a tour up there and tastings uh so but uh yeah I think that's where they're based out of is New York but uh, yeah I've always been a big fan of theirs I've tried a few other ciders uh as well but uh always come back to this one
0: Nice. I see it's 5% alcohol. Um, Yeah. Is it? It's a little bit more than a regular beer,
3: right? Yeah, I think like
2: most beers, like probably four to five, four to 5%. So right Right. around and pretty much a normal, like just like a normal beer. Uh,
3: And I got uh, another one handy. I'm a Sam Adams fan too, but uh, this one is, they got 5% alcohol in their uh, original lager. So it's about right. Uh, I'll,
0: I'll tell you what. These can go down pretty fast, though. Yeah, it's, I mean? it's tasty. Yeah, sure.
1: it would. It, it's it's those... like that, it's kind of dangerous.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's one of those beers you're not gonna feel it until you stand up, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you get a couple in you? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the beauty. It's uh, it's not uh, too sweet. It's got a good balance of sweet and tart. That's what I kind of what I like. Uh, they have one that's not as sweet. Uh, another uh, variety of their apple. It's not. It's not as sweet. It's if you like the more bitter, tart. Taste, oh. so if you want to check that out, so yep.
1: yeah, I don't know if it's obvious, but Aaron's one of his go to's is the Angry Orchard, he knows yeah. all about the variety, so <laughs> soft humor, yeah, man. he's yeah, talking yeah, about that. the
0: farm and everything up in
1: New York, yeah, so. he even knows where they're from, <laughs> <did> the <laughs> <north>. yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I i like it. I mean, I could even see if they had a sour version of this, I might be interested too. I don't know if they do, but uh, yeah, sour version, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a rosé. So for a wine lover, who also does this, I mean, it's a nice like in between <laughs> best of both worlds. And that's pretty sweet, too. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> what I found pretty much all of these. But nice.
0: All right. Well, so what we'll do in, at the end of the segment, I guess we'll all kind of give our review Uh for Ken and I, I think we go with if it's below 50, that means we can't drink
2: more than one right (laughs) yeah (laughs) if it's above 50 then we review it (laughs) yeah 100 yeah 100 is the 100 is the best yeah below 50 you're not gonna have another yeah oh no the
1: truth will come out at the end is what you're saying we've had how how many of those
3: have you had before that are that made it below 50
0: oh really about the the beer profiles that when it warms up sometimes you get a completely different flavor profile you know what i mean so yeah. you might like it a lot in the beginning when it's cold because it kind of masks whatever the, the flavor is <laughs> when it warms up. Then you
2: really know what you're dealing with. Yeah. yeah. And the Angry yeah. Orchard site actually says it, it's ideally served at 40 degrees. If you serve it much colder, you're going to lose out on some of the subtleties of the flavor if it's oh. colder.
3: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the opposite of that. I was in uh, Amsterdam one time and uh, – was at a, a pub there and they had a uh, Heineken on tap, but it was, it was encased in ice oh, up. Really uh, tap coming up. So as you seen the tap coming up is totally encased in ice. I don't know how they managed to keep it encased in ice, but when it, it was excellent though, straight off the tap, but but super oh, cold, yeah. uh, it was really, really good. Encased
0: so, ice, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah nice. I don't know how that's they did pretty- it,
3: but literally you could see the ice like formed around where where it was coming up to yeah. the spout uh and uh yeah and they would have one separate that was more of their lesser cold <laughs> of the typical you know was it, one, was it at one of
0: those ice bars uh no no it wasn't ice bar yeah
1: a regular yeah. bar
0: yeah yeah pretty amazing pretty amazing so well all right let's kind of jump into it then so uh, like I said, we're here with Aaron and Bridget from uh, Dynamic Communities. So let's start with uh, Bridget. Can you tell us maybe a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, maybe your background and what you do at Dynamic Communities?
1: Sure. Right. So um, my background is I mean, I I self define it as unique. I think a lot of folks have probably uniqueer backgrounds than I do, but I guess I, I think of it as unique because I have a psychology and social work undergrad. So I actually didn't come from the tech space as as uh, most folks uh, that I've become associated with from being here for over two years now um, have. Uh, so my uh, my focus tends to be about uh, the people and, and how are we taking care of them and what are the systems to support that and, um, you know, really focused on uh, communicating that to the best of our ability. So that's kind of led me to my current role now, which is, the online editor for the Decision Acceleration Cloud, so mydacfeed.com. Um, so I uh, help to uh, bring the, uh, the the messages to the forefront from the community. Um, So that's a number of different projects. Uh, We have our our DAC News Desk, which is how I first got to meet Michael and Ken, um, having them as guests uh, talking about uh, solution systems. Um, But then I also help uh, with a lot of other stuff, too. We have our Binge Days, which is um, uh, short form interviews taking place um, over a few hours. Um, And we have we have a lot more coming out um, and they're all around deep dives on certain topics. So we have, uh, we just did RPA Expo, which was a three hour event all on RPA. And we talked with a number of experts. So um, I help with all things from the interview interviews that take place with those folks. And I sit back and watch experts do their awesome things um, <laughs> to actually behind the scenes doing the edit- edits myself. So uh, yeah. getting to know Easy. Adobe Pro and all that's <laughs> So that's great. Yeah. So that's in a nutshell what my role is and kind of how what led me led me here.
0: Or definitely pro. I Something we've got. Razor does the DAC news. Get uh, DAC news guest. You think you called it right? Is that what it was? Back it was news guest.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. he does the back edit uh, podcast. So everybody's everybody's just completely skilled with these. So I, I feel. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's, Fun, I feel like we're with our people
0: here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All
0: right, Aaron, you're up. Oh, I'm sorry. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're up. Yeah. yeah, I'm up now. Yeah. Right. Well, you haven't had too many of those there, already have you?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Still in the first one. Very <laughs> good.
3: No, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, my background is quite varied and unique as well. It's, uh, I come, I've been involved in this Community from many different aspects for over uh, a decade, but uh, I've been in the tech space for over 20 years uh, in some aspect. Uh, So, uh, whether through uh, starting off early in the sort of the customer service realm, I moved to marketing, uh, then eventually up into the IT space, and then from there, that's where I started getting involved in the community and more heads down in the uh, tech tech world, if you will, and then. Came a Microsoft MVP back in uh, 2019 and uh, biz app space. And then uh, I did work for a partner for quite a while for Microsoft. So I've got a user experience and partner experience as well. And then uh, flipped over to more of the community focus uh, with dynamic communities. And and, uh, Bridget and I collaborated on a lot of great content, uh, whether it be like interviews, uh, great folks in the community or. Working with folks in the community around the summit event coming up in uh, October, so we've been having great forum discussions all this week for feedback and then even uh, prior been working with our planning committees, so totally stoked about that. And then uh, I also write uh, a back at it take, which is like my written form on different takes and sometimes a little controversial uh, pull out things like I play a devil's advocate sometimes on something, but uh, so I'll, I'll I do uh, write ups as well. And then, uh, just like Bridget, I also do uh, video editing and post production. A little bit of
1: everything, stuff. right? Aaron? <laughs> yeah.
3: So, so yep, yeah. uh, a lot of stuff going on. And then we collaborate with an awesome team here on our side, which uh, really helps make everything really happen. So we really enjoy working with the uh, collaborating with the great team we have here at Dynamic Communities.
2: Yeah. So we, you know, we've, we've been uh, members of the uh, dynamic communities uh, for, I don't know what, seven or eight years or, or probably right.
0: yeah, seven
2: years. Um, attended probably most of the conferences uh, yeah. speak, you know, we'll, we'll lead sessions and speak. We've been a, a sponsor uh, of the summit and uh, we're huge fans uh, of the summit. We've really missed the in-person, uh, well, you know, yeah. conferences that we've had <laughs> and uh I just get a ton of value. I think for users, especially, you know the, the the session content there at these at the conferences and and just even now virtual sessions. It's it's really, I mean, hands on and it, and it and it you know I think people walk away a lot of times from these sessions, and and they can immediately put things to use. You know,
3: well, uh-huh. that's what's great about it. A lot of them are just practical information from uh, the perspective, like you said, from people in the community that are in certain roles that mirror those that are attending their sessions or certain industries that they're in. So that really showcases that, hey, I've been there, done that, or I can assist you or I'm going through it now. So it's yeah. uh, it's that's what's great about those sessions and even outside those sessions, uh, the networking that happens where you learn from others, even through networking down in the expo hall or uh, one cool thing that we're doing that's uh, different this year is we're having those, uh, you've probably seen those in the past, those UG hubs like the medic hubs we've had in the past. Well, we're having those in two locations this year. Uh, One up uh, on the floor where the sessions are and one down on the expo hall, Uh, it's two locations. So uh, represent those different uh, communities, those different applications. So more networking opportunities, more ways to get help and through the medic approach, staffed by volunteers from the community. And then we're also gonna have some content quick bite type content uh, centered around those hubs too so not only for session rooms but also in the around these
0: hubs so very nice yeah. so yeah. give us a little bit of a insider's look at the uh, upcoming uh, user group session where is it going to be uh will there be like social distance uh protocol in place or is that kind of gone out the window now with with the vaccination <laughs> so anything you can kind of tell us you know yeah <laughs>
2: Is that wishful thinking? It's wishful thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: October,
1: so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so um, I can start, and Aaron, add color commentary. We've been talking about this nonstop, and it's fun stuff. Um, So the conference is taking place in October, um, October 12th through the 14th. That's right, right, Aaron? (laughs) I feel like talking out both sides of my mouth. I'm like, am I right? Am I right? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh yeah, so October 12th through the 14th, um, and the George R. Convention Center down in Houston, Texas. Um, and there are definitely new considerations we have to think about this year with in light of COVID. Um, and this is not only um our initiative from dynamic communities perspective, but also the venue itself. So they have temperature checks and spacing you know, things that they're they're going to consider there as well. So therefore, our capacity is is uh, about cut in half this year. So around forty five thousand or <laughs> forty five hundred. Sorry, oh, I was like, 000. wow, I missed that. That would be awesome. Forty five hundred is around <laughs> the number, um, you know, and and we'll see. We'll see what how and, and if that might change. But that's that's around the number we're playing with right now. Um, And uh, we were thinking about how the experiences for the attendee, but also the speaker throughout the conference too. So um, making sure there's spaces, space between seats and between the front row to the speaker, you you know, how many booths are on the Expo floor and how much space in between each of those uh, booths. So there's a lot more uh, fun things to think about (laughs) and puzzle pieces uh, to consider this year than than before. but like Erin mentioned with the medic desks and um, other areas, we hope it does feel a bit like you're coming home a little, you know, as a homecoming, as a reunion. You haven't seen these people for over a year now. Um, and uh, and I feel that that energy is already becoming pretty palpable. Uh, and we're getting a lot of CFps or call for proposals already um, and we you know that was just recently announced. Uh, registration is is filing in. that was uh just released about two weeks ago um, so that it's uh, I think people are getting excited again and and gosh we are too. Um, Aaron, what would you add on to that? Yeah, on
3: top of that, I I mentioned the networking opportunities around those hubs, but there's a couple other places we're providing additional networking opportunities. So on that Tuesday evening, we have the welcome reception from 5 to 8 that we've had in the past down on the Expo floor. But we're going to be having a special segment just for newbies and veterans to connect. So if you're new to the summit itself or maybe new to the Microsoft applications, this first time you're using them, connect with veterans of the apps or veterans of Summit and meet up and hopefully those veterans can connect you with with somebody or you'll meet somebody great that's uh, using the same app or in the same industry or whatever. So we're going to, we're hopefully the, what our plans are is try to open the doors a bit early for those folks to get sort of uh, first dibs, if you will, to connect on network. And then- i'm sorry what was that
1: and first dibs on the drinks too oh yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> can't,
3: live, can't forget that and then also we have another cool event that uh i think bridget you're coordinating is the women in tech uh event that we're going to have on uh, uh like late wednesday afternoon mm-hmm. so it's going to be up on a pool deck so that'll be cool uh so a great experience for all the, the wonderful women in technology to represent all their experiences of background so uh more to come on that, so stay tuned. We'll have the summit sites continually being updated with more and more information as time goes on. So, and another plug for a couple of things.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> so on that Tuesday as well, during the day, we're gonna have some pre-con sessions that we're collaborating with Microsoft on for some full-day, in-depth. Uh, there, uh, you may have heard these. They're 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 in a day type sessions. So like app in a day, dashboard in a day. So they'll walk you through from end to end, full, full-length full sessions, we're collaborating with Microsoft on those. And then on Friday, we're looking at some post-con sessions that are more deep dive technical type, 90 minutes roughly in length. Uh, so deep dive technical hands-on or lab type sessions where you can walk in and get your hands on an application or walk through an experience uh, from the uh, the user community presenting these. So uh, kind of bookend it from a Microsoft perspective in the front end, and then a user community presenting more technical things on the tail end. But morning, so that way uh, folks can catch their, you know, afternoon flights to get home. And we'll have a bag check, coat check available on that Friday. So if they've checked out of their hotel, on-site the conference center, check your bags, and then you can grab them on your way up to go catch your flight, so. So
0: it, I don't, I'm not sure the days, Friday, Saturday,
3: Sunday type of thing. Start on Friday? Uh, no, it starts on Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday okay. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with that extension oh, of post-con oh, on Friday. Morning. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha,
0: gotcha.
2: Nice. So, so yeah, so, you know, um, we mostly deal uh, with uh, Dynamics, NAV, which is now Dynamics. Sorry about that. <laughs> Dynamics, three uh, 365 Business Central, mm-hmm. right? So, how will uh, like in terms of the the organization, like any details on that that you can share? Like, is it is it you know if if I'm a so if I'm a a, a Business Central user, we just started using Business Central. I'm coming down to the conference. Um, how is it organized? Are we all intermingled with other Dynamics apps? Can I go to other sessions? Um, and and how is it kind of organized from a conference standpoint?
1: Yeah, so I can uh, start here, Erin. <laughs> feel free to jump into again. Yeah. Um, so uh, first of all, uh, as in previous years, all the user groups ha- still have their representation there, um, and it's and and. And we found there's so much value in that, right? Of, of from their perspective, what sessions are pertinent, what topics are pertinent, and having those led by the com- the committees themselves. So uh, there's a committee that represents every um, every user group. So there is a Nav and BC uh, angle, and those folks have already been taking a look at the sessions that have been coming in, giving their feedback. Um, and so that way, there will be um, some a mixture of of different uh, levels of experience. So beginners, intermediate, and advanced, and all of those things will be filtered um, in in the on site app as well as the site as as that's released. Um, so those things are all kind of considered from from you know they're the experts. We we let them help guide us in in that selection process. Um, but then we also realize that we're in an interconnected world. This content isn't siloed anymore. People are starting to mix and match different products, um, and so therefore, uh, if you're an attendee, you you do get to have a. Ah, make your own experience. So you can attend as many of those BC and nav sessions as you'd like, um or as other sessions in different product areas seem applicable or interesting to you, you can jump on over. So you're definitely not confined to one product um the whole way through, especially if you don't find it uh, useful to to you and and your business. Um so that's what I'd say on that, Aaron. anything else to add?
3: no, that's that's great uh, insights. She's laid it out really well. and uh, yeah, something to, you know, in the past, I know it, it felt like, at least to me, uh, from the user perspective, when I was out in the community as a user attending Summit, <laughs> not from this side, it, you felt a little bit, it was kind of like a psychological thing. You got your badge, you registered under a specific user group community when you registered, and then when you attended, you, it, the feeling was I'm sort of confined to that group and those sessions versus maybe I want to go explore other apps apps and sessions and things like that. So it, it's from a psychological front, that's what it felt this this time around when you register, it, it's more open and then you can kind of choose the groups you uh, more affiliate with, if you will. Uh, and then some, some folks like in my uh, history and experience, I always had ERP and CRM background. So I always go for both. And then obviously when Power BI rolled around, I was with that as well so uh and then obviously power platform so yes and we've already got submissions in too by the way for um uh these crossover sessions so they mm-hmm. touch on not only business central but the power platform or how to integrate uh, you know bc with like crm for example or uh things of that nature so yeah a lot of good crossover sessions have already come in uh from all different angles to bridge's point of beginner intermediate advanced um perspectives
0: yeah, sounds good. All right, so we know the sessions are really good. The, the entire user group summit is 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 really good, and everybody misses uh, misses it. You know, being there in person or whatnot. But uh, I'm kind of wondering, what is or what do you see as the future of Dynamics communities? Is it you guys hit the spot where you want to be, where it's pretty much you know educating everybody, sessions and, and 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 whatnot? I know it's evolved a lot over the past. I guess year year and a half with with cobra or whatnot so what's what's the future of dynamic communities anybody can take it
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a great question i wish i had a crystal ball um sometimes i really think that'd come in handy I, uh, you know and there's no denying you guys that it's been a, it's been a year a year to remember and a tough one um and dynamic communities was definitely impacted by the the, the pandemic um uh, and in that, we've really taken a hard look at what can we offer that's unique, and where, how can we help people, um, and what's what's the right thing to do? I mean, those are the questions that have been coming up constantly in our team meetings between each other. You know, it, and it's a hard question to ask um, and face. Um, and and the future of the di- dynamic communities is is really trying to answer those questions but also serve the community in a new fresh way i would say Erin, you probably mm. maybe have something else to add there but um and some of that it, we have to take a look at what have we been good at well events is something we've been really good at it's uh our history goes back 14 plus or so years of of fostering connection between community members um of of not only Microsoft, but technology in general. Um, And that's what I think we hope to continue on doing. Um, And if that's at events, great, but then we're also looking at other ways to foster that community. Um, And and, and some of that does come down to content and and allowing people to have their voice heard and um, share those different points of view um, and, uh, and, and connect around that. Um, So that, I think, is the central point. Um, Now, how logistically, I think, will always evolve. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But we are looking at, you know, mydacfeed.com as being that central source of of new fostered um, innovation. Um, And then we also hear a lot about um, this new term called acceleration economy. Um, that you know, there's more and more options out there that people need to decide between. And how do you do that? Um, how how do you find people to trust and points of view that you trust? Um, and. Uh, uh, so, acceleration economy is a, a term that you might be hearing more about, um, not just from some of our products, like uh, in, in podcasts and events and virtual events, but also in-person events and and publications too. So, um, so keep out, keep an eye out for that. Um, that's yeah. all I'll say. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Good. To add on to that it's it's we had to evolve obviously as a business because we got hit really hard with the pandemic to be to be frank but uh and we've been hosting this year uh several of these digital binge events uh to really showcase uh these broader context of themes and topics so people can get uh, information from all different angles and then um to the point about the acceleration economy it also speaks to the pace and speed at which people are looking to get information but also the pace and speed at which people are are working today uh and i mean if you go back and think uh the evolution of like netflix and the the rise of you know grubhub and doordash and do you know you want it now and but they also uh, and when you want it at your own time but you also have an expectation of quality behind that it's not just the speed but it's also the expectation that the quality is kind of a given um so the acceleration economy is really feeding it's that it's that overarching uh theme that you're going to hear uh that you can look at many different industries and see the pace at which things happen is really exploded out of last year if you think about it uh you know uh, businesses had to p- pivot quickly people had to pivot quickly try to understand to
1: new tools too exactly um yep. and that's i mean we're we're seeing a, such an uh, an emergence of ai and rpa i mean those are just the big easy ones to name out here but mm-hmm. also ap and ar automation in the in the finance area and, and so like talking about those things but also trying to understand what that can do for your business and um, some of the underlying things that come with those those new tools
3: um and then the evolution of people so mm-hmm. i want to highlight that since we're primary theme around uh, with talking with you guys is around Business Central. And now a lot of folks are in the financial uh, role of some sort. And what we've seen is the evolution really of a CFO has evolved uh, over time where their seat at the table with critical business decisions has shifted over time to where it's not so much just transactional focused and numbers focused, but they're looking at the broader context of the business more strategically from uh, technical uh, investments, long-term ROI on those investments and where they can best lever those uh, applications. We mentioned AI and automation and how can we best lever those tools and technologies in conjunction with stuff we already have or pulling something new. Uh, but uh, their voice is, is is changing and has evolved. So. It speaks to the evolution of people and the, and the roles that have have uh, traditionally been looked at it one way and now has evolved into something else.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know what I noticed a lot. You are you Aaron and Bridget tend to both say a lot about um, people first and it's 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 mm-hmm. pretty refreshing, right? So you guys are thinking about the actual people as opposed to the businesses that, you know, they work for as a whole. You're trying to really connect with the people. So I like that. I mean, the message Yeah, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, you're going to hear a phrase from us quite a bit too that uh, surfaces this, this humans plus the technology. Uh, I mean, uh, with the rise of, we mentioned RPA and that fear, that FUD effect, F U D. Pronounce that correctly there. <laughs> fear is out to, to spell out the letters there uh, that uh, people have around hey automation and the rise of bots potentially taking my job well if you really think about it uh it's it's uh think of the bots as like an assistant uh to take over those mundane routine tasks that sucked your time out of your day to be honest and allow you to focus on more important stuff and uh so that that human element is always still going to be there michael to your point it's we think that that people are quite v- valuable in this whole construct of the, looking at technology, and then uh, the whole business process. So, layering in people at critical steps to evaluate things as part of your automation cycle, or reviewing and having governance over how the technology is framed within your organization. Yeah, humans are always going to have a a place here. It's good to
1: hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, and we we you know we see it every day to kind of you know putting all those things together, of, you know, people in, in acceleration, um, you know, over the past year and a half, people have had to adapt, right? You, uh, and not just little minor adaptations, but big major sh- landscape shifting type changes that in in one way or another, everyone's had to kind of deal with uh, throughout their lives. And then, you know, from our perspective and with Dynamics and Business Central, the, the pace of technological advancement and improvement and now you know a major release coming out every 6 months it's yeah. like you know it's like a micro it's like a freight train going by and you're like you got to you better grab on because <laughs> there's some cool stuff right that that's going on um and we're seeing a huge um a huge movement of people who you know when a new release would come out of, of dynamics nav it was like okay there's a, a cool thing here or there but now um i mean people are seeing some of the stuff that with business central online and the integration with teams yeah. and outlook yeah. and and using the app on your phone no matter where you are which is more important than ever yeah um, i mean artificial intelligence being embedded inside of the product. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's really, you know, there's a ton of momentum going around. So I'm hoping to, that we see when I'm personally, I know I'll be down in Houston, uh, yeah. in October. I, I really, I, I really hope I see a lot of people there and I, and I'll, I'll bet, I think you're exactly right. The level of, 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 uh, excitement, mm. right. Uh, of people just being excited to be back and talking and, and yeah. interacting with people, I yeah. think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be noticeable.
1: You know, I read a, a book recently. I actually painted my office this weekend. So it's a new shade uh, <laughs> of tan today. Uh, but I painted my office. And while doing so, I listened to a new audiobook called A Future Proof. And there was, uh, I highly recommend it. I'll send it to you guys following this. But uh, uh, it talks about how you know, people are afraid, there is this fear that automation and tools and whatnot, robots are taking the, over the world, you know, how to do that, and how to allow yourself to be future-proof, and the takeaway from the book is really about how, be uniquely human, and people need their instinct to be social, and to feel that they have social support, um, and one thing, too, that spoke to me about that book is, you know, one thing that the, the technology is not as good at, but humans are, is uh, being able to react to surprises and anomalies. Um, you know, if, if you're going down a lane and suddenly you, you get, uh, you know, there's a detour sign put in front of you and you suddenly have to turn right. You know, you, you can react and you can <laughs> figure out what to do in that situation, but that's not always the case for some of the technology. And maybe we'll see that continue to evolve and grow, but um, you know, that sociability to your point there, Ken, um, that, that is, that's something that's so special. And as much as we want to pretend that we can be like technology, we aren't, we will never be. And we can be just behind a remote screen all day, every day. And I think yeah. 2020 and, COVID, you know, the pandemic has taught us a lot about what we, what we need um, in, in that environment.
3: I'd love to highlight something that, that we've, we've actually got it all on the summit side is kind of one of the reasons to attend summit, but a lot of folks, uh, it's a real thing is a virtual burnout. Uh, a lot of people are experiencing and we're using these virtual tools right now, quite frankly, but it is a necessary, necessary evil maybe i don't know <laughs> but but uh, at some point you know there is that real virtual burnout and to your point of the excitement of getting back together with people face to face for real is there and the one of the reasons we we uh, outline on the uh, website is the um taking the time to now close your computer and engage while you're there give your time to absorb the information while you're in sessions or networking with somebody so you're not so digitally distracted. Uh, So uh, we actually, Dynamic Communities, us, uh, a few of us got together in person (laughs) a few weeks back to really just strategize, plan, have ideas about things, and kind of you asked about the future of Dynamic Communities, and that was a lot of that discussion there. But the one thing we did was not one of us opened our laptop.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: We had a whiteboard, we either had, or a notepad, or we just sat back and got immersed into the discussion. And a lot of ideas came out of that. Yeah. So that's one thing we'd love to uh, have folks to, to realize is that come to Summit for the experience of being there and finally back together in person, but take the time to to close those laptops. Obviously, when when it's maybe feasible. not
1: applying a code that you exactly maybe not in those deep yeah. dive
0: sessions <laughs> right yeah that's 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 the hard yeah. part right i mean you yeah. want to take in as and, and remember as much as you can so i mean during sessions you're always you're taking a picture or you're writing something down or you're mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're taking a note um you know if all the the uh, sessions are going to be recorded and available on demand to attendees or no
1: yeah, so um, there will be a virtual type component um, and probably at the time that this is hitting the airwaves and such, maybe we'll have a, f- a formal announcement ready to roll. But we are working on we are working on a, um, a virtual hybrid, what we're calling fusion experience between um, those that can attend in person and those who can't. Um, Because we realize that some borders are still closed and you can't necessarily plan to travel or or maybe um, your work environment isn't open to that just yet so. um, So there, I think there will be some recording components tied to that. Um, and, uh, I can't say how many at this point in time, but, um, it's definitely something on our minds. Um, and, and it's something too, that we do, we think about a lot with the, um, new MyDACP.com is having things available on demand. So all of our virtual events up until this point have been, uh, you know, post access uh, or on demand accessible. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully and- that's there, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I yeah think something too i'd love yes, to so, um, highlight is is uh something new uh, i failed to mention earlier some is that we're excited about bridget and i is we're actually we've talked about our news desk features that we've had uh in the past uh, running through the mydeckfeed.com with interviews with great people in the community and so forth the companies is we're going to have a physical community news desk on the expo floor really? so yeah, this will be a brand new element. that so we're adding in, uh, we're loving to engage with the community, hear their stories, interview folks from the community, hear those digital transformation stories that they went through over this past 18 months, roughly. Uh, and what, what, what challenges do they face? How did they pivot, you know, from a people perspective and from a technical perspective, you know, we want to hear those stories and something where we're kicking ideas around is, is maybe, uh, hopefully recording those and having those kind of wrapped up as kind of like a post-summit playlist, if you will, uh, of hearing back. So folks that couldn't attend or missed out on listening in onto some of those to to where they can grab that and really hear some stories that can resonate with them.
2: I think that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So if I'm uh I could obviously uh you know if I'm if I'm interested in learning more about uh, my DAC feed, I just, I think I can go to myDACfeed.com. Right. Correct. Uh, yep. and and any any other I mean obviously uh, if I'm interested in, in learning more about summit, um what's the best way to get more information about, about the summit in October?
3: SummitNA.com.
2: Summit that's oh,
3: that's, that's the Easy enough to remember. Uh, mm-hmm. that's the... Uh, uh, quick address bookmark it like so we're updating information all the time and uh will uh and then after the uh so hopefully by end of july even before that we'll hope to have some teasers some session teasers out there for the agenda and then uh later on we'll be locking some of that in in later july as far as sort of the official session agendas agendas i should say and some other things like i said those networking opportunities i want to work those into the agenda so people can kind of uh bookmark it or flag it and get it on their calendars
0: right you want to uh Aaron, you want to plug your podcast real quick you know i know ken's oh, opportunity to be yeah. on
3: it we yeah. talked
0: about news desk but plug your podcast my friend. oh yeah
3: thank you yeah it's uh it's called back at it uh kind of play off my last name
0: <laughs> but <laughs>
3: uh or some people think it's back at it so either way
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah either way you want to look at it uh but it's all it's all uh short form podcast a lot of times it's just me talking about various different topics. Uh, I'll have guests on every once in a while. But it's all around uh, the innovations and the technologies and the industries that are making uh, impacts to people. And uh, I usually try to break it down to kind of what does it mean mean to you? What are some takeaways you can think about? I typically start sort of broad, kind of here's what's going on on the market or the industries, and, and then kind of work my way and narrow that down to some applicable things to yourself uh to think about or consider questions to ask yourself type of thing so that way you're always ending with something to potentially think about so yeah cool. uh back at it uh it's also available out on wherever you get podcasts so spotify apple uh things like that uh and uh got a, a podcast uh website so you can go sign up and and see where it's uh, check it out but uh we'll send that information over to you guys if you guys want to share it out
2: yeah we'll put it in the show notes uh, pretty yeah. cool looking logo
3: too uh yeah well i guess it I mean, <laughs> represents, uh, the whole it beard <laughs> whole beard and headphones so yeah and uh but uh i don't know the beard's got me some uh, good connections of late so <laughs> that's
0: right, that's
3: right. <laughs> out in the community with other bearded folks
0: <laughs> All right. Ken, any other uh, questions before we jump into no. the last
2: five? No. Uh, Who are you going to run through the ringer on your uh, lightning round? Hold them. Hold the phone.
1: That's oh, it. man. Oh, right.
0: Yeah.
2: So before we let you go, five uh,
0: five speed questions, yes or no answers. You know, uh, everybody pretty much knows the rules, I guess. <laughs> so
1: uh,
0: we will uh, let uh, Bridget answer first.
1: Oh, okay. boy. Put me on go- the spot. <laughs> All right. You got right. a 50/50
0: 50, 50 chance of getting it right in, in the in the court of the court of public opinion.
1: All right. <laughs> so, rip off the band-aid, my friend. Let's go. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. Number 1. Do you believe that by 2022 businesses will have recovered from the pandemic? Uh,
1: I probably have to say not yet completely. Full recovery? No. On the way there? Yes. All right. Aaron. Aaron?
3: Myself, uh, I'm in the same same boat as Bridget. I think it's going to be dependent on the on the businesses. Uh, how, and the industries they're in, too. That plays a huge factor, of the industries they're in, as far as if they're going to be recovery or not. Uh, side note, we've seen a lot of great innovations come out of new lines of businesses developed in spite of the pandemic. So it's how quickly they pivoted and, and switched to right. how quickly they can recover.
0: Number two. Are there plans to add a live stream feature in the uh DAC community uh, pages?
1: Uh not yet, but it's an intriguing idea.
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we'd love to see how that works. <laughs> We've got some uh, tools that we're kind of testing around with some different ideas, but yep.
0: we have we'll I mean, broadcasting this live right now. <laughs> Yeah. we could good yeah all right, all right. Oops, sorry good do you want to say something Bridget
1: no I was just gonna say maybe us in the future
0: yeah <laughs> perfect. perfect number three do you believe in ghosts
1: I do yes all right.
3: Aaron uh, I maybe not the term ghosts but I believe in spirits yes there you go.
1: Okay. yeah
0: number four Will there be a Microsoft 365 deck channel in the future, or I guess deck
2: group? Mm.
1: Uh, There kind of already is, is my answer to that. Um, So there's a way to tag and filter content by Microsoft D365. So if there's stuff that you uh, already enjoy or want to tag your content with, it all appears in the same kind of channel that way.
3: Yeah, that uh, speaks to the personalization you can do in the DAC site. So you flag that as an interest area huh. tag and then the content is fed to you around those interest areas.
0: Number five, last but not least, will, well, I guess we kind of talked about it, but will artificial intelligent robots take over the world?
1: It's a good question. I don't think so only because I believe that AI was, is a man-made tool um, and we've developed it to create certain, uh, to to fill in certain gaps that we need um, support with. So I think because humans technically have, their, they're writing their own book here, I feel like if they're worried about that, let's maybe figure something out together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It's a... Go ahead, Aaron.
3: Well, I was going to say, if Arnold Schwarzenegger showed up at some point, we'd know that's going to happen in the future. But, <laughs> <laughs> but So, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't think they'll take over the world. I think there are some concerns I have, even currently, about some of the use of AI. I'll put it that way. Uh, and I think a lot of governments and or uh, policies are have yet to catch up to the pace at which technology is de- evolving. So uh, there's some scary stuff out there, but there's also some great stuff that's being utilized with AI. So
2: that sounds like a no, that's a, like a future episode right there. Yeah, yeah, yep. And it. I
3: can play devil's advocate because I uh, there was a cool uh, documentary I just watched about some of this stuff. So yeah, future cool. episode. <laughs>
0: yeah that's what it is yeah i've heard some of the stories about the facebook robots developing their own language because english wasn't uh uh i don't know as good as it could be and they were talking to each other and they had to pull the plug on it and nobody could understand. oh wow it. so yeah I, i've heard oh, some kind of the stories I
3: see that, uh, what was that uh ai bot that microsoft launched on twitter was that oh
0: yeah became racist
3: yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, that was I was a few years back, but still within like what was it, a day or so yeah. it became overtly racist and homophobic and it was Everything scary is. what it was doing. And they had to pull the plug on it immediately. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so some things can be a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, too it's funny. Good. But uh thank you so much for uh for uh being a part of uh Shadow Business Central and Beer. We truly appreciate it, Bridget and Aaron. Uh, yeah. wish you guys the best of luck and uh, you know so what I uh
3: i got to ask what's your rating
0: yeah,
2: yeah. good question the rating yeah so um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go first so uh so thank you for recommending it like i said i've actually never in all these years and, and i've never mm. really had one of these it was delicious
1: oh um, right.
2: it was uh, like a like a dessert mid-afternoon snack so to yeah. speak um <laughs> i'm not sure i could get like six of these down though (laughs) you know it's kind of like a one or two treat um so uh it's so tasty uh i'm gonna go 80 on on this Mm. just because it's so yeah i mean sometimes the things we're drinking are like you know there's some sort of funky aftertaste or it's too harsh or whatever Mm -hmm. this is just i mean it's 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 very tasty uh, it's just, uh, yeah, could, I could, I could probably couldn't drink a, a half dozen of them.
0: Yeah, it's it's stayed consistent to the whole podcast. The flavor profile hasn't changed. Uh, it goes down really smooth. Like you said, it's really tasty. Uh, I don't know about a dessert type of a taste, but I get more fall, <laughs> you know uh, Starbucks coffee type of a thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <all that. laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go 85. I, I I can drink a bunch of them too. So yeah. All right. Your turn. Oh, you <laughs> well,
1: get to rate it too?
0: Oh, wow. Sure. Of course you get to rate it, yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> I thought because we recommended it that we already you know, have the oh, highest oh, level of oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, You know, I, I, I have to say probably the 80 range, like you guys, because I do like these. I just prefer my wine. So maybe when we talk AI, we get really deep and we get some red wine going, because that's my jam. Um, <laughs>
3: Well, no but, pun intended there with the jam and the fruit and all that. Uh, that. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I, always, I always like to joke that I'm just a good Catholic that way and I like my red wine, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that will go over as well as my, my yeah. grandma used to say it. She That was always a kick.
0: Millions <laughs> <laughs> of other people, too, then. yeah, I'll, I'll give it
3: 86 because that's kind of one of my go-to places to, or drinks to go to, so eighty six. I've already downed it, and I'm on my other one. So
1: <laughs>
0: what's the rating for the Sam Adams?
3: Sam Adams. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, in the eighty range too, because uh, it's just a good solid lager. It's not uh, it's not too heavy. It's not too light. Um, I'm not so a real light sad? beer type guy. Yeah. I like a little bit something in the middle. I've tried the really heavy stouts and stuff like that, and it's just like, a whole meal in a bottle uh <laughs> really dark stuff okay. it's like ah oh, like I ate a whole big huge <laughs> meal so there's no way I could do a stomach uh I could only do like one of those and that would be like my limit on the <laughs> super dark ones so I like the lager that's a good it's a good flavor profile and uh it's it's a good medium flavor mm-hmm.
1: all right oh, Michael and Ken I'm curious what was what's been the highest rated on the show oh so yeah
2: I think it was the first beer we ever did. Well, for me, yeah. So I, I, I kind of cheated a little bit, and I, oh. I picked my favorite beer as oh. our first beer, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is, which is a, a, a brewery called Three Floyds uh, Zombie Dust. Oh wow!
3: Ooh, i check that out. Is it a local brew? Uh,
2: yeah, it is. It's a uh, Munster, Indiana, uh, is where it's okay. located. I'm not sure what their distribution reaches. Um, okay. I know it's big in the Midwest. Um, And I think they've kind of been expanding, but they, they were like one of those that always kind of, they only brewed a certain amount to make it exclusive and hard to get, you know, to kind of create that, uh, that sense of scarcity. Um, But recently they've, I think they, they acknowledge that there's about a hundred other alternatives out there. so. (laughs) Let's just make as much as we can and make yeah. as much money as we can. What'd you call 98 on the
0: reading? Yeah, like a 98, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder wow. if we revisit it. You know, if yeah, we're... maybe
1: you should, we're... now that you've yeah. tested a bunch of things and see if it still feels true. Uh,
0: and
3: I got a chance to my wife recently to go on a tour of a distillery. And I don't know if you've heard the term white dog. Uh, for, okay, so white dogs is stuff straight from the distillery before they proof it down
0: oh. oh, okay
3: so this is pure clear looks like water it was 140 proof uh <laughs> shots we did <laughs> that's white dog it was that's just a generic term and then we tried the uh, proof down stuff which was still around 90 95 proof and so that was like oh this isn't so bad but it was really good <laughs> A lot of good stuff they had there. It was uh, it's called uh, Hard Truth, and any, uh, located over like, in Indiana. Yeah, any
0: flavor to the high proof uh, alcohol or no, or is it just?
3: No, it's really good flavor. They had all kinds of great flavors. Uh, one my wife picked up. It's actually peanut butter, and you work uh, mix it with a uh, a berry flavor flavored simple syrup, and you'll get peanut butter and jelly flavor. Mm, so kind yeah. of an interesting. Uh, a uh, shot going on she there.
2: GB&J Moonshine.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <basically>. yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go. And so, you got your next next one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a cool business model. We went
1: That'd on the tour. a tour. Crazy show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I could get out of
2: here.
0: Yeah, we've had hard alcohol before. We had, what was it Weller's?
2: We had some bourbon. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they do bourbon, gin, vodka. They have all, all the different styles and types there. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, thanks again, everybody, for uh, joining us. We, we we truly appreciate it. And, yeah. uh, you know, dropping the, the dad community's knowledge on us. We, we you know, we love it. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having us. Here.
2: Hopefully yeah. we'll see you in October. Yes. That's
1: Definitely you there. there. Alrighty. Alrighty.
3: Thank you. All right. Take
0: care. See ya. Right. Bye.
2: As we end today's podcast,
0: we want to give a big thank you to everyone who listens, shares this podcast and leaves us reviews. You've taken a good amount of your time out of your day, and we truly appreciate it. Thanks again, and uh, don't be afraid to email us at marketing at dot com with your tips for the podcast, or maybe you'd even like to be a guest during an episode.